In this episode of Family Stranded at Sea, the positives for the planet as travel is restricted and the crazy idea, Phil, to keep your travel bug alive. Welcome to the new daily World Nomads podcast. We'll be keeping you up to date with travel alerts, information about coronavirus and sharing some uplifting news and views to inspire you and keep you smiling. Hi, it's Kim and Phil with you. You still in your pillow fort? Here in Sydney. I am in my pillow fort. and you still in your wardrobe? Yes, here in Sydney, keeping you up to date daily with headlines surrounding travel and COVID-19. Plus, we're sharing stories of travellers that are stuck in self-isolation, lockdown, or as we'll hear in this episode, port closures. We are hearing how the pandemic is affecting travel and travellers, but how is it affecting the earth. As you can imagine, carbon emissions are down with fewer cars on the roads and plenty of flights cancelled. I saw a uh, Facebook meme yesterday, uh, Kim, that showed some uh, pictures taken a couple of months apart of the Los Angeles skyline and a blue sky over LA. I've never seen that. Incredible. I'll see if I can dig that up and we'll stick it in show notes for you. Uh, We've already shared with you about the canals in Venice, so running clear and have dolphins returning. Good news for endangered species, with many countries banning the trade and consumption of wild animals at last. Well done. Thank you very much. In Ecuador, a new species of orchid has been found. And those destinations uh, that have suffered from over-tourism, like Venice, are taking a well-earned breather. Therefore, there has been a lot of discussion on how travel will change in the future. And we'll be delving into that next week on the podcast. But industry insiders say business travel is likely to return to normal first. And hotels may recover before Airbnbs because people will be concerned about things like cleanliness. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, do you want this crazy idea to keep your travel bug alive? No, but we've been sharing. A lot of people have been sharing their armchair ideas for travel. There are some crazy suggestions. I'm rating this as number one. Sit in your lounge chair for a 12 or a 22-hour flight (laughs) and leave your hairdryer at its lowest level to create the ambience of a plane. (laughs) No. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Lots of other ideas. Please share them with us. That's crazy. <laughs> Captain Brian, his wife Karen and baby Sienna have found themselves stuck in the Bahamas. Sounds idyllic, but with ports closing due to the virus, they're stranded. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we, uh, we've been cruising on this boat for a number of years. Uh, this is actually our 11th uh, year sailing. We've just had a baby this season. We... Uh, we lived in Sweden for a while. We came back to the boat when our daughter was four months old to continue sailing. And uh, everything is, has been fine, um, you know, cruising through the islands. We uh, visited Puerto Rico. We did a big provision. After we left Puerto Rico, that's when things started to get a little bit weird. Uh, we got a message saying like, hey, you know, watch out for this uh, virus thing. And we said, oh, you know, we're, we're out here. We're sailing. We're so uh, solitary anyway, there's no way it could ever affect us. And um, now we find ourselves in, in quite a precarious situation uh, in the Bahamas, actually. Uh, this is currently our 54th day uh, since we've been in a city or a port or anything of any kind. Um, we've just been at sea and uh, anchored at these uninhabited islands out here. And it's uh, It's probably the weirdest thing I've ever seen sailing, and I've seen a lot of weird things. So all the ports are closed. That is correct. I mean, uh, all the Caribbean islands have shut down. Uh, We're getting messages from people who are stuck in Martinique, in Antigua, uh, uh, Turks and Caicos, Grenada, pretty much 
any place, any island in the Caribbean. And I've also heard from friends that are in French Polynesia, in the Pacific, uh, Australia, New Zealand, who just happened to arrive in port before the countries closed their, their borders and their ports. Because people are taking it real seriously, um, as, as they should be. Uh, and, you know, the, the deal is if you get into a place uh, on your boat, if you get into a port, then sometimes you're, uh, you're either locked in the country, not allowed to move, uh, people in, I've heard from Antigua, are not allowed to, to even leave their boat, uh, except if they're going to go get food. Um, and so some people are actually just just breaking the rules. You know, they're turning off their lights, they're turning off their um, navigation transponders, and they're just going to an island that they know has food and resources. Uh, so we have been in this area. We haven't moved because we don't want to go to, let's say, a city up north like Georgetown um, where we could potentially not be able to leave and, and then we're really just stuck on the boat uh, not being able to go anywhere. We're perfectly happy to stay down here uh, at these little uninhabited atolls that we're at for as long as we can, as long as our supplies and provisions hold out. Well, we'll get to that, but if you were to rip a few things out of this chat that you've said, stranded on a boat in the Bahamas near uninhabited islands. Sounds quite idyllic. <laughs> but what are the stresses? It is. I mean, actually, we were, you know, we were just talking the other day that if we were going to be any place, especially seeing some of the news coming out of, you know, the US or parts of Europe, uh, this, I think, is actually like, you know, to be in the position we are, we feel extremely fortunate. Uh, we're, we're self-sufficient on the boat. You know, we're making our own electricity. We're making our own water. Uh, you know, we're set up for long distance off the grid sailing by nature. Um, and we're able to, to catch our own food. There's, there's lobster and there's fish here so we can spear fish and we can swim and we can still go out. And so from that perspective, it's, uh, it's, it's really an ideal situation to be in because this is almost what we do day to day. The difference is that now we don't know when it might end. Uh, and so now we, you know, there, we don't have the out of just sailing back to the U.S. for a reprovision because things are just crazy there. You know, there's some ports that we wouldn't even be allowed into. And then there's some ports when we get into, we'd automatically be put in quarantine. So... So you mentioned supplies. Obviously, you, you said you're self-sufficient to a certain degree, but, you, you know, you've got a baby with you. How long could you stick it out on the boat? Uh, I think if we start managing our resources really well, we could probably last another two months. Uh, you know, the big concern, you know, Sierra is still breastfeeding, but she does need, you know, nutrients and vitamins and iron-rich diet, uh, you know, so we're feeding her a lot of fresh vegetables and, you know, that stuff is gone in, in a matter of two weeks. Uh, so that stuff is is pretty much gone, and so we're supplementing her diet with you know baby formula and and porridge and oatmeal, and doing the best we can. But uh, you know I think she needs more than just fish and rice. Whereas as Karen and myself are pretty happy on just fish and rice for a long time. So that's really the biggest concern for us. Um, fuel. Uh, eventually we will run out of fuel, in which case we won't be able to run our generator and make water. Um, so that's uh, that would be a bummer. Uh, luckily, we have plenty of electricity from the solar panels, and we cook uh, with an induction stove and an inverter, so 
we're not really dependent on propane or, or gas or anything like that. What sort of boat are you yeah. on? Uh, she's a catch. She's a 53-foot uh, sailing catch uh, built in France. And, uh, you know, normally we have more people on board, uh, but now it's, it's just the two of us on our baby because of the trip we're doing this season. Uh, let's see, 16 meters long, 53 feet. Catch means she has two masts, a lot of sails. Um, she has, let's see, two toilets, two heads, showers, uh, three sleeping cabins. So it's, it's pretty good accommodations for us, really. I guess, you know, the other thing is eventually we're going to run out of, uh, of, we've already run out of beer and, and we're already running out of alcohol, rum and stuff. So that's, uh, you know, that kind of goes hand in hand with the sailing lifestyle out here. So we, we do have a moonshine still on board. So I've, I've started brewing a batch of moonshine to, to help us through there and keep uh, crew morale up as you do. <laughs> so you're putting in another month and then you'll reassess your plans. What about long-term? You would have had a lot of time on the couch there with Karen chatting about your future. What are you thinking beyond COVID-19? Well, I mean, the, you know, one of the big problems is we're in the Caribbean. So the hurricane season starts in July. And so if we need to end up staying, if this thing continues to go on much longer and we have to stay here and into the summer, the Northern hemisphere summer, then we start having to deal with tropical storms. And so our, we have three plans. Uh, all of them have slight variations, but the, the last part of that plan would be just sailing north and finding a place in the northeast of the U.S. where uh, there's the least amount of cases and just go in there and, and deal with whatever happens to us when we check in, whether it be quarantine or penalties or whatever. Thank you so much, Brian. Ration that rum. What is it with sailors and rum? You're a sailor. I don't, yeah, I know. Uh, I'm not a big fan of rum, but... It seems to taste really good when you're on a boat. <laughs> I'm a big fan of rum and I turn into a pirate when I <laughs> too much of it. <laughs> we'll have heaps of links in, so, in uh, show notes, including a live tracker to follow SV Delos. It includes blogs and videos and even a way to buy them a drink. Next week, Australians stranded in South America, the 96-hour journey to make it home, and the travel blogger who caught the coronavirus. Okay, if you've got a story you want to share it with us, email podcast at worldnomads.com. Bye. Bye. The World Nomads Podcast. Explore your boundaries.